0: Hey guys, right now Captain Morgan is offering a special deal for against all odds listeners. Go to drizzly.com and use code THE RINGER to save $5 on your next order of Captain Morgan. Again, that's D R I Z L Y dot C O M, promo code THE RINGER for $5 off your next purchase of Captain Morgan, courtesy of Drizzly. People always ask me what team they should bet on. There's so many teams, but where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting. That's why I tell people to go to mybookie.ag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Plus, if you join now, mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Just visit mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E A-G, and use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Football is here, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available too. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code ODDS today, O-D-D-S. That's promo code ODDS for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Producer Tate Frazier with me in studio. What's happening, Tate? How's it going, Sal? Thank you for wait, working late on Shuna. See,
1: <laughs> Of course. Anything, anything for Against All Odds.
0: Dedicated employee, that Tate Frazier. That's why we love him. But not everyone loves him. We're going to get to that in a minute. First, though, uh, let me introduce a few friends of mine my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta is here. What's going on, guys?
2: Sal, yeah, what's up? What's up, Sal?
0: What's going on, buddy? We're going to uh, all good things here. We're going to cover NFL playoff odds, Triple G, Canelo recap. We're going to take a cruise down the river on Captain Morgan's riverboat casino. And But first, I want to read this email. Now, this, is, this has been a weird thing. Now, Tate waged war with the backup center of his alma mater. What's this guy's name, Tate?
1: I believe it's Mason, Mason Veal. Mason right. Veal, right? Yeah. And yeah.
0: And then what happened? You had some harsh words for the school, and he plays for the Tar Heels football team.
1: No harsh words. Just, no? just words. They weren't harsh. They were just true. Darren had harsh words.
0: The parlay kid had harsh words? That's right. That's right. <laughs> And then uh, and Brother Bri keeps betting against them, but uh, for some reason he's taking it out on you, Tate. And But then uh, I, I, I thought you had made up, like right? He followed you on Twitter?
1: I think he just liked a few tweets. I don't even know
0: if he follows me. You don't know? All right, well, well then I get this email the other day, um, not long ago. It says, Sal, exclamation point. Wow. The slander and threats from the snake are unbelievable. Tate the snake. I follow, like, a few tweets and try to reach out as a peace offering. Instead, I'm mocked. Clearly, living in L.A. has caused someone to forget about their roots back in Chapel Hill. Really is sad to see. Good luck on your bets this weekend and go Heels, Mason. How do you want to respond? I think you need to be careful how you respond there, Snake.
1: Well, I'm going back to North Carolina this weekend. so. Oh, I I don't don't know if
0: that's a good idea.
1: I don't forget my roots. That's for sure. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You might end up uh, with the roots and the ground if this guy's done with you. (laughs)
1: I just, <laughs> I'm a little concerned, but it'll it'll be all right. I think I think we're gonna figure it out. Hopefully he'll start one day. Hopefully he can make it to the L.A. Rams, oh, you know, man. help them out. Who knows?
0: Oh, maybe I, it'll come full circle. I, I feel like that's another backhanded compliment. Hopefully he'll start one day. Oh boy! All right. Well, I'm really I really hope Tate and Mason uh, can can uh, <laughs> find a common ground here. But uh, we'll move past that. And I want to take a quick look around the sports world, see what kind of odds are offered. Maybe I'll do this every week, every couple weeks. Major League Baseball, Dodgers, three to one to win the World Series. They're the favorites. Now they won four in a row uh, last week, and then they lost three in a row, and they're still the favorites. Cleveland, who's won 25 out of 26, is plus 325. Brother, Bride, would you take a chance on any other team other than these two, or is it, is it looking like uh, Cleveland is is that a good number right now?
2: Yeah, it seems easy with Cleveland right now at three to one. Like, how do you not like them after last year? I think it, it's probably their destiny. I think they're owed one. But if you're looking for some value, I think. The Cubs at nine to one and the Yankees at fifteen to one are are still pretty good. I don't I don't really love the Dodgers where they're at or Houston or the Nationals. But Cubs Cubs Yankees keep an eye on that. We should we should probably talk about that interesting uh, the next few weeks.
0: All right, yeah, we will. In fact, well, we're going to be talking about the Yankees a little later on. Uh, you big big Yankee fans on the phone right now. Uh, let's switch to uh, NFL Patriots. You could have grabbed them at plus five fifty after that loss. Now you know they demolished the Saints and they're down to four to one. Steelers after that eight to one. Seattle not looking good at all. Nine to one. Brother Bryce Raiders are also nine to one. Green Bay ten. Dallas ten. KC fourteen to one. And Tate, your Carolina Panthers are twenty five to one. Is that about right, Tate? I like that. Uh, that's good. You do. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot of uh, faith in this team.
1: I, yeah, I always believe in redemption, and everyone got redemption last year. Clemson got redemption, Patriots got redemption, Carolina got redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping that it'll flip around. They had a hangover, and now they're going to figure it out, I think.
0: All right. We'll, we'll see. We will see. 25 to 1. Yeah, that's that's a big number. I kind of like KC at 14, 14 to 1. Here's another one. Harry, the MVP odds are out. This is weird. The Rodgers is 4 to 1 Stafford and Brady. Stafford all of a sudden in the conversation. 5 to 1, Brady 5 to 1. Matt Ryan I like at 10 to 1. And uh down the list a little, Kareem Hunt at 20 to 1. Harry, any of these jump out at you?
3: Kareem Hunt uh at
0: 20 to 1. I mean, if you I ever seen
3: I can't recall a rookie starting like he has. He, he fumbles his first carry and never fumbled in college in Toledo. And Then since then he's been amazing he's got a 78 yard touchdown he uh reception uh he's been i think he's got 400 uh, or 300 plus yards uh combined uh in both games i mean the stats he's putting up i know it's two weeks and uh we'll see how it goes but this kansas city team looks solid too so uh and he's getting the ball plenty so it keeps going. I, I agree with you on Kansas City, too, at 14-1 to 1 there for the Super Bowl, too. It's it's, it's interesting, because uh, I know I ripped on Reed, and I ripped on the Chiefs a little bit before when we did the over-unders, but uh, on the wins for the season, but came back strong in the fourth quarter against Philly, and uh, Hunt was a big part of it.
0: Yeah, and I know when it comes down to it, like KC without Barry going to Foxborough in January for a redemption game, um, as Tate the Snake calls it, is uh, is rough. It's rough sledding, but um, Kareem Hunt, twenty one. I really do like that as well. I think he's a, he's a faster version of Priest Holmes. It really, they they really lucked yeah. out with that, or maybe maybe it's skill. I don't know. Uh, switching to college, kind of boring. Alabama two to one, uh, undefeated. Clemson plus five fifty, big win last week. USC seven to one barely winning uh, against Texas, Oklahoma, 8-1. to one. But parlay kid, let's go over the Heisman field, which has been turned upside down since Louisville's loss. Lamar Jackson, who was favored to win this thing, it was, what was he, parlay Kidd? Was like plus 175 last week?
4: Last week we told people, let's jump on Mayfield right now. It was plus 400 at Bavada last week. Uh, it's down to what, plus 75 this week uh, at Bavada? Yeah. Um I really feel like between him and Mason Rudolph, uh, right now, uh, November 4th seems to be, that's going to be the Heisman Bowl.
2: Hmm. The
4: winner of that game, to me, uh, will likely take home the Heisman. I'm still a fan of Baker Mayfield to win this. Uh, He's been through a lot of adversity in his life, uh, especially the last few years. Uh, A lot due to his own doing. But I think he is destined for this award. They play the same schedule. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma basically have the same schedule. But that Oklahoma game is at Oklahoma State on November. At the Heisman Bowl.
3: Hmm. The winner
4: of that game is taking home the Heisman. But I'm going to roll the dice on Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, he's plus two seventy-five. But hopefully, people jumped on him last week after we talked about him last week at uh, plus four
0: hundred. Yeah, he was as low as two to one on uh, Bovada. I think this morning. And uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm yep. seeing it seven to one. My God, one game and didn't, mm-hmm. not even a terrible game. Then he had a, three touchdowns, right, and a bunch of rushing yards. Uh,
4: yeah, a little little. Uh, compiling of some numbers there, right? Uh, towards the end of that game, and I just feel like I think now his, you know, his mo is kind of like uh, maybe in these big games against the real good teams, he doesn't play his best, and he stack compiles against some of the, the uh, lousier teams, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to affect them regardless of his numbers come. Up
0: voting uh, day and uh sam Darnold 750 as is uh saquon barkley all right so we, we took a look around uh, the sports world those are the odds that's what's going on in the big time uh sports and let's let's recap this fight quickly triple g and canelo now i had two bets i bet triple g by knockout and either fighter in seven to twelve odds uh seven to twelfth round um, which I thought was good. That was like plus 325 or something. I thought there'd be a late, late knockout either way. Um, so when it went to the cards, it didn't really matter for me. I didn't have a horse in the race. Brother Bry, on the other hand, Bry, you had Triple G. Was it minus 185 to win?
2: Yeah, I had a lot of Dermajesties on Triple G, <laughs> minus 185. It's funny because the day I think it started out at minus 150, and I waited, I waited. I thought maybe it would go down a little bit more, but it actually went up. Uh, I actually felt a little bit better though as it went up that number, and uh, yeah, I got screwed. It was and, terrible. And Brian, I mean, after, I don't, after having is,
0: after having Florida plus six push, uh, you probably didn't think it would get any worse in terms of a Saturday screw job, but uh, it it did in fact get worse, right?
2: Yeah, it it, it was really bad. And I, at this point, I'm not. It's funny to say this, but I'm not even mad at Adelaide Bird anymore. It's it's Don Trela, the third judge, the guy who scored Canelo uh, the the seventh round for Canelo really screwed me. I mean, that was definitely Triple G's one of his two best rounds, and mm-hmm. somehow he gave that to, to Canelo, but I, I don't even know. Do we we do we blame the judges anymore? I, I know you've talked about this before, about the judges maybe watching on TV, because if you watch, like, they're watching from six feet below where the fighters are fighting. If they're across the ring, they probably can't see half the punches are landed. I mean, we, we've we been ringside for some fights, and sometimes it's, it's much harder to to judge those fights, so yeah, I, I don't even know anymore. It's so hard with. Uh, well,
0: it is hard, but it's also most of them get it right. So to be that far off, 118, 110 is just a real head scratcher. And I just, I really do feel like, yeah, they should watch it on TV without the benefit of the commentary. And it just, it's it just weird to me that you could, basically, these people may have a good view of the fight, they may not, but. They definitely hear the crowd. They definitely hear what all the concession stands, and that maybe they're sitting next to someone's family. You know, it it, it for sure um, dictates which way they're going to go on these close fights. Um, they they also maybe should have access to the compu uh, compu box stats. Why not and have everything? What if you want to make a good decision, you should have everything at your disposal. Um, Parlay kid, you didn't bet the fight, but you're furious, right?
4: In the fight with Brian, and as soon as I heard Adelaide Bird was judging, I said to Brian, something screwy is going to happen in this fight right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name keeps popping up over and over in all these big fights and now they're saying maybe they're going to, you know, she had a bad night, they're saying. I-, I don't understand it. I agree. If you watch Teddy Atlas uh, kind of go off on the whole thing, uh, you know, he's exactly right. Now, I was actually rooting for Alvarez.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
4: I had no money on the fight, but I was rooting for Alvarez. And there's no way that was a 7-5 fight for Triple G at the worst. Yeah. At the worst. And like you said, Sal, they got to do something. Here's the problem. Here's my biggest problem with boxing. You can dominate a round, and you win that round 10-9. to 9. You could lose the, by the slightest of margins in a round. You lose 10-9. to 9. It's the same thing. Uh, it, it, there's no, there's no, nothing for really winning a round big unless you knock somebody down in a round. You're never going to get uh, a ten-eight round, and uh, I think maybe the the uh, the scoring's got to change a little bit. And I agree with Bill Simmons: uh, why not five judges in these big fights? Why not seven judges in these big fights? Right. Let's uh let's increase it. I think he had some good ideas the other day on on your other podcast.
0: Yeah, well, that'll be a first. No, no, no. He did. He said five judges, but <laughs> as uh no, as I as I pointed out though, like a, that you know that Pacquiao, and I think Darren, you you. Talked with me about it too, like that Pacquiao oh. fight. There's no helping that when when it's unanimous against uh, Pacquiao, the five judges wouldn't even help there. Yeah. But sure, in most of these fights, it would help. I want to, uh, at Tate, I'm going to ask you to do something. Last week, I had Oscar De La Hoya on, and um, I asked him about this fight, and I, I may have like really tapped into something interesting because I said, "Are you worried about? Um, are you worried about Triple G winning this eight four in terms of what this does to affect?" a possible rematch, and here's what he said. If Triple G wins eight rounds, you're completely bummed, right? Because there's, it'd be tough to set up a rematch. Is that right?
4: I mean, I'm not even thinking. I'm, I'm thinking, look, I want it to be a great fight. That's mm-hmm. all. I want the fans to win. I want the fans to enjoy this, this great fight because these types of fights do not come to, to come often.
0: Right. Yeah, so, but it turns out, that's exactly what he was worried about because this fight was well on its way to eight four, uh, which didn't matter because someone obviously got to Adelaide Bird and uh, either paid her off or something because that was not a ten to two. Uh, Canelo fight. That but there was anything but that. I I refuse to believe that, you know, she's called fights and she knows how to score rounds, but she just screwed this one. She threw it out. You can't have a bad night. <laughs> it's one of the two biggest nights of the year for boxing. You can't have a uh, a bad night like that. So I don't know if De La Hoya was lying to me. Um uh, maybe he wants to call back. But um it would be interesting to see. Now the, the rematch is minus one eighty five and uh Parley kid, I'm glad you were rooting for Canelo because your your brother brother Bri would have uh would have lost his house if Triple G had actually <laughs> lost the fight. But um, do we like Triple G at minus one eighty five?
4: Yeah, why not? Why not, Sal? I, I think uh, I really think it depends on when this fight takes place. What are we pinpointing? Like May, maybe of uh, yeah, Cinco de Mayo maybe? weekend.
0: Right, that's uh, Cinco, Cinco
4: de Mayo. Wow, that's gonna be some show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, look, I was impressed with Alvarez. I, he looked. He was big. He was strong. Uh, Triple G, though. Uh, look, I, I he got he. Uh, I, I'm a fan now. I'm a fan. I thought uh, he did everything he could in this fight, uh, and uh, I think he wins the rematch. I think it's a very similar fight in the rematch. Um, so yeah, minus one eighty five. I, I still think that's pretty safe money. Uh, I, I don't see him losing a close fight this
0: time. It's just so work. it's stupid because they they were going to have the rematch no matter what. They really were. They they could have they could have yeah. scored that any way close or whatever. I feel like most people think like, "Oh, it was maybe 115-113 or a 2 point fight. I would a uh, draw's okay." Like it still gets me crazy. that People think a draw was okay, but um people aren't as outraged yeah. as uh, I am with this. Now Harry, you didn't actually watch the fight. Um you chose instead to go to dinner with a friend and his elderly mother. Um but you must have I mean we were talking about this fight for uh, weeks and then you knew we were going to talk about it today. You must have been were you watching on periscope at dinner or were you were you reloading a, a blog or something? Like how did you follow I didn't want to be
3: I didn't, didn't show- want ru- to be rude. So oh. um I did have to go to the bathroom three times just to get updates and see what's going on. But uh but I'm sort of glad I went to dinner. I mean, this is more chaos again with boxing. I know uh, last week when we went over it, I had uh, Canelo by decision. I think glad at the time we're plus 180. Um, that would have been uh, very difficult. Uh, who knows? I mean, to see this happen, to see what happened to Pacquiao in his last fight with the judges, I was glad As a, dinner was good. I w- I'm glad I was at dinner, put it that way, because this is just insane. I-, I listened to Atlas, and I listened to Stephen A. Smith afterwards in their analysis of what happened and everything, but it's the same thing from the backyard fight.
0: All right. Same well, thing. I'm I'm actually glad you went to dinner too, because I'm betting against this uh weight loss thing that you're trying to put together. But uh I did hear something about the dinner. You uh you had a waiter and you questioned him on his um accent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell this story?
3: Uh, that was that was actually a different dinner. That was the next night.
0: Are you uh, sure? <laughs> I, yeah, don't doing, uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was because I got a uh, an update. I think during the fight that you said uh, you accused this man of having an Australian accent. And uh, what did he say to you? Uh, he said,
3: uh, "Well, I, and he's like, I get that a lot." And then I said, "Oh, it, is it Australian?" And he's like, "No, I have a dis. Uh, I have a disorder."
0: <laughs> he has a speech impediment.
3: And uh, a speech, yeah, a disorder, a speech impediment, and. Uh,
0: I think you have a uh, disorder, a speech impediment, and, right? Uh,
3: Ken, just turn, uh, Ken just turned his head and that was that.
0: That was that. All right. That's so... work, Harry. <laughs> I
3: probably shouldn't have uh, got anything to do with that. Uh, yeah, you probably
0: shouldn't have. <laughs> have. They probably spit yeah, in it. Uh, it was really odd. Yeah, it was really odd. Well, yeah, it's a and So instead of watching the fight, Harry uh, went around the Tempe area, restaurant area, and uh, just um, insulted waiters. So I guess, all right. One or the other, I guess. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. This is the other thing that's driving everyone crazy. Um, Right now, um, going into – I don't know when you're listening to this, but two Thursday winners on the road, um, money line winners, right? Just one straight straight up. Chiefs over the Patriots. And you can't really count the first one as as a a problem with the three-day rest. But last week was really, really bad. It was Bengals and Texans, and the Texans pulled that one up. My question is, is it worth it? Is there any way, really, as far as the gambler is concerned, is there any way to handicap a game that's played on three days rest? Parlay, kid, what do you say?
4: Yeah, not at all. I think uh, right now we have to really look into, uh, you know, if these Thursday night games should exist anymore. Uh, coaches can't prepare the way they like to prepare. Players got to be playing at what? 50% of the games feel like they're preseason games. Uh, there's got to be another alternative at this point. I would not touch a
0: Thursday night game. All right. Harry, what do you say? Are you uh you going out to dinner with uh, Ken's mother on Thursday nights, or are you watching these games?
3: Uh, she's back in Jersey now, so uh, uh, I can figure out and try to look at these games and figure something out. But I think uh, I think it can be worth it to bet these games. But it's just I think Darren's on the right path there. But the, the scheduling, it's just not good. I mean, even when Houston wins their division, they're not... I know that everyone... They they don't win uh, pretty. They play, play ugly football. I mean, they played Cincinnati last week. Both teams combined, Houston and Cincinnati, have played eight quarters of awful football uh, in both their games. I think uh, that when you have division uh, matchups like this week coming up, Rams at San Fran on a short week, I mean... It's more of a question if we can, is it worth it? Who can watch it? People love to have money on these games and watch them, but if it's Rams at San Fran, it's hard to put money on this because it's just so dreadful. Next week, you got Chicago at Green Bay. The Packers haven't been lighting up, and the Bears are god awful, too. So these Thursday games, I don't know if you'd maybe try to schedule it better in terms of not having matchups against uh, division rivals, uh, maybe save that for Sundays. And uh, maybe mix, you know, cross, uh, you know, when you, when you play that, when AFC plays NFC, have a lot more of those games in. So it's a little different, mixes it up because these, these conference uh, division games aren't working.
0: Yeah, I mean, the scheduling is one thing, but let's talk about the quality of these games and if it's even possible. <laughs> Brother Bry, like they play Sunday night. If you had a team play Sunday and then we're, the two teams from Sunday were going to play Monday, would you even bet that game? No, because there's not enough time in between. It really that would be the coin flip of all coin flips. So Tuesday's a little better than that. Wednesday a little better. Thursday, you're you're still there's not enough time in between. I just feel like maybe it's because I'm staring at one game, but it does seem like there's a lot of injuries and a lot of three and outs and a lot of commercials uh, tending to these injuries. It's just bad football. And maybe it's because I had the Bengals last week, but. I don't appreciate it. And I kind of think someone said it was like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Like everybody loved it on ABC, but then they put it on every night and it almost killed the network. Uh, I kind of feel like that's what's going on with football in the Thursday night game. Brother Brian, do you agree?
2: Uh, you know, these games are, I mean, they're awful, but I think I might have found something. I think you might be able to bet these games. So if you look back to last year, excluding week one, so take out last year, 2016 week one, 2017 week one, the under is twelve and six in the last eighteen games. Ooh. so I think that's something to definitely look at also the uh home team money line favorites at thirteen and five in those games, and also the home team against the spread is eleven six and one. Uh, another thing that I saw is when the when the over under is less than forty, the under is three and zero. Oh. so in this game coming up uh the over under is thirty nine and a half, so you definitely might want to look. Look under here. So I think there's still money to be made. I, the games are terrible, but there's still money to be I made.
0: I like that. I, kn- I knew you would find it, Brian. All right, you're saying the under in these Thursday the <laughs> games, and after 17 of them, maybe maybe you go 10 and seven or better. I kind of, I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right. The there you go. All right, let's talk my bookie for a second. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. You got Patriots or Texans? You have Chicago or Pittsburgh? Man, you or Chelsea? Harry versus Key Lime Pie? The questions they come, they come fast and furious. Well, let me tell you, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. I would only recommend the service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a hundred percent bonus. You hear that, Tate?
1: Yep, hundred percent.
0: 100- Tate, I'm going to give you thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do this after this podcast. I want you to join my bookie and you tell me. I think I know the answer, but with a hundred percent bonus, you tell me how much extra you're giving. Well, we're going to test that. Don't say anything. We're going to test it out and you tell me next week, all right? Beautiful. All right, just visit mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, and use the promo code SAL, that's S-A-L, to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's move on to uh, props here. Now, this is um interesting stuff I found. You can bet this, and you're going to have to bet this one before the Thursday night game because the 49ers play. How many 0-2 teams... We'll make the playoffs. Now, there are nine 0-2 teams. The Bears, the Bengals, the Browns, the Colts, the Chargers, the Saints, the Giants, the Jets, and the 49ers playing Thursday night. Harry, one half over under is .5. Do you go over or under?
3: Boy, that's tough. I think uh, think that I've heard these announcers or people say that uh, teams that are 0 to ten percent of the time make the playoffs that makes it very difficult and the teams that you just listed uh I only see i see one team that might be able to do it Don't say the giants. the giants they can turn
0: the don't team say in. the giants stop it. you well, don't believe that I that's have
3: the only team everyone else has got awful there they are two right now too but if someone's gonna make it, it's gonna be them uh they'll have to figure something out on offense. Not pretty, that's for sure. Obviously, but uh, everyone else, just there's no hope for anyone else in that in that lineup.
0: I think Harry, do you have a speech impediment, Harry, or did you really say the Giants are going to make the playoffs out of those nine teams? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have uh, I have ten texts from you Monday night suggesting that you don't believe that. You say the Giants, so you. So you I said,
3: well, I'm 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 taking a, the wimpy way out. I'm saying maybe.
0: But you go over or under or maybe half. Over a half. You go over a half. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother, Bry, over or under a half?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going under here because I think there's only three potential teams, and those are the Giants, the Chargers, and the Saints. And I'm writing off the Saints. I don't think they're any good. I thought before the season started, you know, they were going to go under eight and a half wins. I'm writing them off. I'm writing. I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm writing the Giants off. Have you seen their schedule through week seven? Yeah. I think it's going to be really. It's going to be really tough and I'm writing the Chargers off cuz their their schedule is just as tough through week 8 and in the AFC West you can't be falling behind with those three other teams so I'm I'm definitely taking under here.
0: I'm with you and kind of the same logic brother Brian. I don't like the Giants schedule come up. Maybe the NFC East is a little easier to win than these other divisions but I don't see them doing, being better. But, Boy, 7 and 9 would be pretty good for them at this point um with that offensive line and what's going on how they can't move the ball. Um and then, right, other than that, the only two teams I think are New Orleans and the L.A. Chargers. And those two teams, unfortunately, play in divisions that may have three playoff teams. So uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, I would go under a half. parlay, kid. what are your thoughts? Yeah,
4: so History is not kind to these 0-2 teams. Harry was a little off. 12% of the teams to start 0-2 uh, go on to make the playoffs. It's the most talented team out of this bunch is the Chargers. But with the uh, Raiders, Denver, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in that division, they don't stand a chance. So I, it's under. It's under. Uh, none of these teams are making
0: the playoffs. I agree. All right, now let's go the other way. Two and O. How many two and O teams will make the playoffs? Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, Tate, Snake Tate, Frazier's Carolina Panthers, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, Denver, Detroit, Kansas City, Oakland, and Pittsburgh. The over under is six and a half. I just rattled off eight names, Parley Kid over or under six and a half of those teams make the playoffs.
4: Well, well, so you, you rattled off eight names. Uh, 3% of teams that start off 2-0 and make the playoffs, which means six out of these uh, eight teams are going to make the playoffs. I'm going I'm to take two away. Uh, I'm taking the Detroit Lions away. Uh, I think, look, they're a gritty team. I think their lack of talent is going to catch up to them. I think they are well-constructed, but I, I foresee eight and eight in their future. And I hate that. Tate's not going to like this. Carolina, who I was on their bandwagon, but Brian and I were watching this game very closely the other day. Cam Newton is just not Cam Newton. I don't, I don't, I don't care really what anybody says. The only way he's going to get back to being Cam Newton is if he starts running the ball more, because uh, that's his strength. Throwing is certainly not his strength at this point. Uh, so those two teams aren't going to make it. I'm going to take the under- as well for
0: this one. Right, I could hear Tate doesn't even care anymore. He's, I just hear him typing in the background. You <laughs> don't even want to address that, right Tate?
1: Yeah, I'm fine. I, it'll be fine. I I they're they're not a good 2-0 and team, but we'll
0: see. All right. Uh Brother Bry, I say there there's some math behind this because out of the 8 I listed, only 7 could possibly make it. Pittsburgh, Oakland, right, right. Exactly. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Kansas City, uh Denver, Baltimore all can't make it. Only four out of five, at best, can make that. Um, so seven would be the highest number. And uh, I'm, I am I like Detroit to get out of there. I really do. I mean, I hated them last year. I just think they're it, it, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors at this point. I think Minnesota jumps in there. And I think you get a little of an advantage here because Tampa Bay is not listed as a 2-0 team because they're 1-0. But I think right. they're right in there with that field. I would go under here. I would go under six and a half. I think you're looking at six of those teams making it. How do you see it? Right.
2: Yeah, I think it, this is easy money. It's funny. That's the, the first thing I was thinking when you gave this to me. If you look at the math, four the, only at most four of the five can only make it in the AFC, and that means if all if four of those make it, all three have to make it in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And I think either Carolina or Detroit are going to fall out. I mean, I, I've actually been really depre- uh, impressed with uh, Detroit, but. I think both of those teams make, and I think it's going to be tough. So I think the under here is really easy.
0: Right. I don't think you meant to say impre- de- depressed. You definitely are. Impre- I was going to say <laughs>
2: yeah. depressed, yeah. You well, you know. won
0: money on them. <laughs> you, you, you had their money line. Well, you had them plus three the other day, right? Uh, Harry. I did,
2: yeah, plus three.
0: Harry, what do you think? Sports. Um, Sports.bovata has this. How many 2-0 and teams will make the playoffs? Six and a half. You go over or under?
3: Well, it was I a bet. Those eight teams you listed was that uh, was that Parlay Kids uh, eight teamer last week? I'm just checking. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under two, under six and a half. I think Atlanta, KC, Oakland, and Pitt are the four that make it. I got four out of that list. Uh, you guys were right. Uh, Cam just isn't right. His passes are he's overthrown. <laughs> he got hurt a little bit last week. They can't get the offense running right. Uh, it, I think it's way too early to bank on Detroit, even though they have looked fantastic. It's just. And every time you think, wait a minute, maybe Detroit's good, something bad happens. So I think it's a little early to uh, to go with Detroit. And Baltimore, Bry, I think you mentioned it uh, uh, last week where you said, is Baltimore even good? Uh, they've beaten Cincinnati and Cleveland. So I think that's very hard to judge on how good of a team they are. And uh, Denver might be able to do it, but to get three teams out of the AFC West, that's asking a lot.
0: Tate, more 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 degenerate trifecta members bagging on your your Panthers. Is there any way, do you think if the Carolina, if they draft Mason Veal, you think maybe their offensive line will be in, be in sync, they'll be able to run the ball and do all these things that people accuse them of not being able to do?
1: I'm just laughing at the fact that everyone talks about how great Christian McCaffrey is and they run every single play on offense for him and he can't do anything. So yeah, I'm waiting for all that to turn around uh, on its head.
0: All right, that's interesting. Best, right.
1: best defense football, though. No one's talking about the defense.
0: It's very, very good.
1: I won't. I. Yep, yeah, that's true, Tate. All
0: right. Well, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I—I I used to say "set sail," but I was—I uh, was corrected online. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, "cruise the river" is um, should be is, is a better depiction of what we're doing. We cruise the river, tackling make believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events, this week's fake proposition is, and it's a New York-based Captain Morgan prop, which will happen first? The New York Yankees get eliminated from the playoffs, or the New York Jets win a game? All right, Harry, I know you have a lot to say about this. The Jets win a game first is minus 145. The Yankees get eliminated is plus 125, which which is happening first.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets win a game. Mm. Uh, I know they're 0-2, but they played competitive against Buffalo on the road. They played played the Raiders tough in the first half last week on the road, too. They come home uh, this week. Their home opener is against Miami and Scum Cutler. But if they (laughs) somehow still Miami gets by that game, here's my key. On October 1st, the Jets play at home against Jacksonville. Now, normally when teams go to London and play, they have the following week off, but Jacksonville, because of the the uh, contract they signed with playing in London, that when they're done, they got to come back and they don't have a bye week, and they're going to have to play. Uh, they're going to have to play the Jets. So, with that being said, they don't have a week off in between. They got to play in New York, and I think that's the game because the Yankee the Yankees season regular season ends that day so i think that's the day where the jets get it done is against jacksonville so the jets will win before the yankees even play their playing game at home
0: it's interesting because i know the teams get an op teams that go to london get the option to get the next week off most of them take it uh, because of the long travel i wonder if jacksonville looked at their schedule and says nah it's all right, we'll take the Jets. We don't, we don't need our week off then, but that is that is how it goes down. Yes, the Yankees' first game is October 3rd. That's their first chance to be eliminated, provided that they don't win the division. I know they might be sneaking up on uh, the Red Sox. Brother Bri, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets, too, on this one. I mean, I'm, I'm factoring the Yankees will beat probably the Twins in that wild card game on October 3rd. And then you're looking at they're probably going to play through October 9th. So in that time, the Jets are going to play the Dolphins the Jaguars and Browns. So I'm figuring they're going to win. If they're going to win a game, the Jets this year, it's probably going to be the Jaguars or Browns game. Otherwise, the only other game they have a chance of winning is the Bills game. Uh, so I'm definitely, I'm going to take the the Jets on this one. Uh, one thing to think about, Salad, which is funny, is there is a chance, though, that both of these things could happen on the same day. Is that right? The Yankees could get eliminated. Yeah, the Yankees could get eliminated game three if they're, if they're, playing Cleveland
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, by October 8th. And then uh, the Jets could also beat the Browns on October 8th. So there is that chance as well, which, which would be, uh, I'm sure those odds would be very high. Well,
0: then the Jets would win because that's probably going to be a day game, right? That's a day game. Yankees would play. Right, right,
2: right. I, I know we, yeah.
0: Could come down to the hour. <laughs> All right. Parley kid. I know you're, I know you're not going to crap on your Yankees. So just say it. Jets win first, right? Yeah.
4: Jets win first. Uh, listen, Yankees, the earliest, like Brian said, they're getting eliminated is on 10-9. That would be the earliest. The Jets have the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Browns. Uh, I feel they find uh, a way to win one of those three games. Uh, don't sleep on the Yankees. As Brian said before, it's 15-1. They are peaking at the right time. Maybe Cleveland already hit their peak. Maybe they're going to be trending down. The Yankees are finding their stride right now. they got a pretty deep rotation. In my mind, the best bullpen in baseball, they're going to have a long run. It's just that wild-card game. Yeah, that's it. It's going to be the Twins, but, look, that's a coin flip in a a, one-and-done game. But let's bank on them winning that. The uh, Jets win before the Yankees are out. All
0: right. I'm not going to bank on that so fast. I think the Yankees are eliminated October 3rd. Irvin Santana shuts them down, and that's it for the Yankees. And I think the Jets— are, are going to be losers for a while. And uh, Brother Brian, you brought it up. I think that home game against the Bills, I believe that's a Thursday night. That was the weird color rush game last year or two years ago, was it? November 2nd. So I say Yankees gone October 3rd. Jets win November 2nd against the Bills. I'm taking Yankees plus one twenty-five as a Captain Morgan prop. Which will happen first?
2: Sal, so if, if you like the uh, that Jets first win against the Bills, I think they have that on a lot of uh, yeah, they do. These online sites at like fifteen to one for that to be the Jets' first win.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not putting anything. I I just did that for the stupid segment. That's all. Right. <laughs> but but uh, no. All right. Well, that does it. Another week of Captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino. No matter how you live, like a captain. Captain Morgan, remind you to please. Drink responsibly, captain's orders. All right, we haven't done this in a little while. We uh, we used to go to the mailbag to see nominees for the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. Uh, We have it. It's being built in Pahrump, Nevada right now. It should be up by Christmas time. I think that's a nice place to take your family if you've never been to Pahrump. But um, we've had a lot of entries, and we're going to maybe have one more. I saw one I came across. We're going to have – we need three yeses for this guy to make the Hall of Fame. It is, in fact, the guy this time. So let me read this email. Cousin Sal, I have a sordid history of gambling, much of which would likely qualify me for the hollowed hall. I think the low point came on a weekend my dad was visiting me in L.A. from Chapel Hill, and instead of talking to him or my sister at dinner, I was on my phone betting $500 a pop on a UConn Cincy basketball on the which team will score the first basket under 18 minutes bet, then again under 16 minutes, then again under 14 minutes, and so on until losing about $2,500 while ignoring the family. The shame spiral was severe. More importantly, however, I think I deserve induction for a different reason. Last Sunday, I was at Shark's Cove in Manhattan Beach with my girlfriend and a couple buddies, enjoying some cold ones, trying to watch the final round of the Northern Trust Open. In between my table and the TV sat three men, two of whom seemed to have a particular vested interest in Jordan Spieth. Once I noticed the nachos and wings on the table and saw the third gentleman stuck with a measly side salad, I connected the dots and realized I was sitting next to... Three-quarters of the degenerate trifecta, or quadfecta, as he said. I guess he's including me. In any event, as DJ and Spieth hit their sand shots out of the bunker on 17, I noticed deflation at your table. Spieth left himself about 20 feet for par, while DJ had a kick in three-footer. Tension was palpable, and then Speeth knocked it in. A celebration ensued. What a putt. They headed to 18 all tied up, and then the weirdest thing happened. You guys left. So a seasoned golf better and all-around golf degenerate, Uh, I have to ask, was your money on speed to win a tournament If so? How could you leave when he's on the 18th tee, jinxing him into getting beat by choke artist DJ, sinking a miracle 30-footer to force a playoff? Anyways, I think my ability to witness the subtle signs of a table of guys who have action is why I deserve induction to the hall, or at least a response to let me know what the wager was and how it ended up. At the very least, tell Tate, go Heels. David Dworsky, UNC 06. Tate is no longer a Heels fan. That's going to be disappointing <laughs> to David Dworski. Yes, David, you were right. That was me and Brother Bry and uh, Harry a few weeks ago. We did have money on Spieth. I think, Bri, you and I had Spieth, right?
2: Yeah, you and I had it. Harry didn't have anything, I don't think. No, Harry no, had I the salad. It.
0: You had one. What's that, Harry?
2: I lost the Reed, and I had the salad.
0: Yes, you had the salad, and i don't know why we left. We had to get back for something. Oh, we had a—you know—we had a fantasy draft, right? Then we have one like at four o'clock. Yeah,
2: we had our fantasy draft that night. Yeah. That's
0: why we had to get back in time. And don't worry, we saw—we saw the uh, bullshit at the end, and we lost with Spieth. But what do we say, Parlay Kid? Is this guy in a degenerate gamblers' hall of fame? No, no, Sal. I don't think this
4: is worth it. I give him credit for recognizing the three of you guys. I have to say, I'm a little disappointed that you guys would, would leave at that time. <laughs> uh, my, my guess is I really thought Harry was probably complaining about his leg or something like that <laughs> uh, that day. Uh, uh, that, was my, that was my guess. He was probably whining about his leg. And it's all oh, right, Harry, we'll go, we'll leave now.
3: That um, was the tennis match, you're right. It was right after exactly, the tennis match.
0: Yeah.
4: It's right after. I, honestly, I'm very surprised you guys would leave at that moment. Uh, <laughs> give him credit for recognizing. At least Brian. I mean, so you're famous. Yes. Uh, people yes, recognize I am. you. Uh, Harry, you know, he he's recognizable anywhere. Uh, yeah. If you've seen him once, uh, that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, but if the guy recognized Brian, I'll give him some credit. Uh, but I, this is not enough to be in the Hall of Fame. I All right. No.
0: Yeah, I think the guy probably recognized Harry as the guy uh, weighing in at the animal hospital every week, but uh, he probably was too embarrassed to say so. Uh, Brother Brian. <laughs> brother Brian, what do you think in or out yeah
2: uh, i'm gonna vote this guy in and it's really like darren said just because he recognized me like (laughs) like i said he he obviously recognized you and it is very easy to recognize harry we all we all know this all right um so i'm voting i'm voting him in just because he recognized me i mean that's a hard thing to do where 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 does he even see my picture
0: harry am i gonna have to vote on this
2: uh well you know what? I'm gonna vote I'm gonna vote him
3: into uh I'm gonna vote David in just because uh in in his letter he did mention he saw the third gentleman. So he calls me a gentleman and that I had a measly side salad, which I did. So mm-hmm. I like that. He's in.
2: I like that, he's in.
0: I think you had a you you, you, know, you
2: he you. he he missed out he missed out that Harry had like a full plate of nachos and yeah, something right. else right before that salad yeah. too. That, that was you. That was you. <laughs>
0: I think he got confused. I think you had a uh, – you yourself are measly, but you had a gentlemanly uh, salad. I think he screwed up his adjectives. But, yeah, oh, boy, so now I have to decide. Two wins. Well, listen, I think we're forgetting about what got him into this email. Just gambling at the table. I love that you could lose money while ignoring your family at, at dinner. And he's like 2500 no less, and he kept his composure. Uh, good for you. I, I like that a lot. And uh, I have to say the fact that um, – he didn't bother us at Sharks Cove. That goes a long way as well. So I'm going to say, David Dworski, welcome to the Hall of Fame. I don't know what's wrong with the parlay kid. He's clearly jealous that he wasn't uh, there with us. But, um, yeah, no. Hey, I, hey. You go ahead. Go ahead there. Uh, I
4: was going to say, next to Michael Jordan, the uh, only second uh, UNC grad to ever make a Hall of Fame in any.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, Lawrence Taylor. Come on, Harry. Jump in. Do something. Uh, yeah. All right.
0: I like that. All right. Dwors, Dworsky, Taylor, and Jordan. All right. They're in the three. Actually, Michael Jordan would probably make our degenerate gambler Hall of Fame <laughs> as well. Um, all right. That's it. Uh, if you want to email us and you want to put yourself up um, for nomination, do so at odds at com, and we'll be happy to evaluate you. All right. Now, let's talk Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you could post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job, better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by all businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. O-D-D-S. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. We're going to go to this, our last segment. It's called Sharp Tank. We've had a, a few people on Twitter say, hey, you missed the boat with this. Should be calling it, instead of Shark Tank, it should be Sharp Tank. We have the sharpest gamblers uh, around, and they are going to try to sell me on a best bet every week. Now, last week I bought Darren, the Parlay Kids Parlay, he went six for his first six on the parlay and then lost the two night games won the first six though I think the parlay kit what was that like a 12 to one parlay what was that what it would have paid out uh 16 to one
4: 16 yeah, to, one. to
0: one so you and, could have you could the have really theoretically played. hedged you could have taken Atlanta I, minus yeah. 160 or 170 uh Sunday night yeah but it would it would have been tough but good I, for you going six for six.
4: Yeah, I noticed a couple of people on Twitter said they uh, they took my uh, actually the first six and they won, so mm-hmm. uh, good for them. Uh, listen to boost those odds, I put Green Bay in. Look, I feel like Green Bay has been such a good team for for a long time now, but anytime I bet them, they lose. Any single time I bet them, they lose.
0: I was hoping if we were going to lose, it was going to be Harry's Giants that uh, that did us in. But yeah,
4: I, I, I'm glad. Yeah, that's true. They All right. Good. So, no. Parley kids,
0: sell me on something. Who do you like? Who's your best bet?
4: Well, Sal, I'm going back to my roots. Uh, and when we first started doing this, uh, wagering a little bit, I was hitting three-team teamers like crazy, $20, I remember, back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to go back to my roots to try to get myself back on the winning track here. Uh, this week, Sal, I'm going to go back with the Packers. Okay, They're playing the Bengals. Bengals are in disarray. Uh, we're taking a three-teamer, so you're going to add ten points. They're giving nine, so the Packers are going to be getting a plus one right there. Uh, I love Atlanta this week in Detroit. I think Detroit's been getting by. Atlanta, to me, right now is the class of the NFC. Their offense is still dynamic. Their defense, uh, I think, is uh, improving. It's an improvement over last year's defense season. So I like them. They'll be getting seven points uh, And uh, I like Dallas as well, getting seven points in the three-team teaser against the Cardinals. Carson Palmer is uh, dreadful. I think the Cowboys force him into a couple turnovers. Dak, who uh, Jason Garrett threw under the bus this week, um, rebounds and and has a terrific game. So I like Dallas, uh, the Packers, and Atlanta on a three-team teaser. Um, I'm pretty confident in itself. Uh, if my voice wasn't going, I'd say a
0: little bit more about it. But All right. I like Thank you for whatever effort you put forth there, Darren. You're, you're a true warrior. <laughs> you're American hero. But thanks. Boy, <laughs> yeah. Darren, you a really hero. know you know how to get me. I love the three-team teasers, the 10 points. You're right. It, it harkens back to college, and it was very hard for me to pass one up. I'm going to hear the other two. Packers plus one, Atlanta plus seven, Dallas plus seven. That's the Parley kid's three-team teaser. He's the teaser kid this week. Uh all right, br- Brother Bry, you had the Browns plus nine last week. I, I didn't buy it. I passed on it. They lost 24-10. I think, Browns fans, I think this is just how it's going to be. You're going you're gonna to be losing 21-10 most of these games early in the fourth quarter, unless you're playing the Colts or, uh, or, or the Bengals twice. Um, that's going to be your season. But that didn't come through. Brother Bry. what are you rebounding with this week?
2: Yeah, let, yeah, that sucked last week and I, I <laughs> I'm still pissed off that they didn't cover that. Uh but I'm going to I'm going to change it up this week and I I know the parlay kids are going to be jealous right now cuz I'm going to do a 16 team college football parlay. Right. Whoa. So I, watch out for this one. <laughs> so I'm going to just get after this game. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll give you uh, what I got. I got I'm taking Alabama minus 1300 over Vandy. I, I mean I actually think Vandy's pretty good. They had a huge win over K State last week, and uh, I like their quarterback. But no match for Bama this week, who usually plays well on the road. Team number two, I like Navy minus 440 over Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to struggle with the triple option this week. Navy, Navy at home is is pretty unstoppable. Team number three, I like Georgia Tech minus 320 over Pitt. Very similar reasons with the triple option. I think Pitt's going to struggle with that. Their defense has also been terrible. Uh, team number four, I'm taking Georgia, minus 230 over Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming off a huge win last week at home against LSU. I think they're going to struggle on the road this week. Again, I do like their quarterback, but they're going to have a lot more problems with Georgia this week. All right. Team number five, I like Stanford, minus 300 over UCLA. I think, I'm pretty sure Stanford's won the last 10 against UCLA. They're coming off two bad losses against USC and San Diego State, so I think that's an easy one. And team number six, I know Tate's going to like this one. I like North Carolina Tar Heels getting two and a half points over Duke. Whoa! I like it. So I think I think historically, usually this game they're pretty good at home. Duke, Duke, I know is three and zero at this point, but I, they had a big. Big win at home against Northwestern. They didn't look good last week against Baylor. Yeah. I, I think UNC has actually played pretty well, and I and I like them here. So uh, wow. those six, those six, so five money lines and USC plus two and a half is plus five thirty four. So I, I love that this week, and I will be putting that one in.
0: Wow! All right, that's pretty good. God, you know, I have to say, Parlay kids, I liked his two, and then the third one roughed me up a little. And then, Brother Bry, I like your five. And then you have to go with Tate the Snake's uh, former alma mater, the Tar Heels, who he doesn't like anymore. All right. All right. Harry, I'll hear you out. <laughs> Harry, I'll hear you out. Even well. though you had BC plus 13 and a half and Notre Dame won 49 to 20. And Tate the Snake Frazier en- endorsed this pick. But uh, I think Notre Dame's quarterback <laughs> set a record for rushing yards <laughs> or something. Like everyone set, uh, there were like 14 records set by Notre Dame uh, last week. Not, uh, Harry's BC did not cover. What do you say, Harry?
3: I did say I did say in analysis, my analysis that B.C. did need to shut down the run because the, their quarter, Notre Dame quarterback can't pass. They just couldn't shut down That's the run, true. and he ran for a record, Irish record of most rushing yards for a uh, quarterback ever.
0: That's true, and Harry brings ever. up a good point. In all of these picks, um, it goes without saying that uh, the team that we're picking uh, it would help if they shut down the run and the pass and if they scored points. And if they uh, move the chains and all those other things. But I'm glad you uh, brought that back up, Harry.
3: (laughs) Well, anyways, uh, (laughs) my best bet this week is I'm going to try to sell you on the Ravens are in London playing the Jaguars. I'm going with over 39 and a half. Um, Ratings haven't been great for football. This game's going to be basically solo so people will be able to watch it they got to have points. It can't be another snooze fest like, like we mentioned on the Thursday game. Uh, in 2012, the Jags became the first and only team to sign a multi-year deal to play in London. That was a four-year deal, and since then, in 2016, they've extended it to 2020. So they're basically the Jacksonville-slash-London Jaguars. And when they've ha- happened to play in London, they've actually showed up for these games and In all three games they've played, in 2014, 48 points were scored in in the game. In 2015, 64 points were scored in that game in London. And in 2016, last year, against Indianapolis, 57 points were scored in the game. So that's three games. All games went over. Another reason why I like this game to go over 39.5, Brian despises Bortles. Hopefully he could throw a pick six. That would help. And I hate to use the do theory, but the Ravens have not had a game where they've, the game has scored 30, had, had 38 points or more, including this past preseason, the two games this year, and the last game of last season. Seven games in a row, they haven't had a game go over 30, 38 or more points. Take the over 39 and a half. The do theory comes through here.
0: You're saying the do, not the do, th- you're saying the do theory. They're do?
3: The do theory. They're due to go over.
0: Okay. <laughs> that might be the do-do theory. I don't know. All right. Let me think about this for a second. I, uh, Harry, I'm sorry, I, that game will probably go over. I like your reasoning. I really do. It's better than most weeks. But I, I feel like that London game is just as good as a Thursday game, in which, you know, if you listened a half hour ago, you heard that I'm I'm going to try to stay away from betting Thursday games. So I, I just think there's too much up in the air. I'm not impressed with the Jaguars' offense. I'm really not that impressed with the Ravens' offense. A lot of bailout screen passes from Flacco still can't go along. It probably will go over 39 and a half. I, I don't want to buy that one. Um, Parlay kid, God, I'm looking at these. I love the Packers plus one, but then you have these two road teams. You have Atlanta, who's better than Detroit. You have Dallas, who's better than Arizona. I just think that something screwed up happens and one of these teams loses by seven. And I think it could be our Dallas Cowboys. I really do. I don't think we're right right yeah. now. I don't. Uh, A- Atlanta better than Detroit, like I said. I just feel like I have bad luck with Detroit. No matter which way I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw myself. I'm gonna have to pass on that. Brother Bry, I loved your six teamer up into North Carolina, but let's let's do it. Let's take Brother Bry's six team parlay, money line parlay for the most part, plus North Carolina plus two and a half. You got Bama money line, Navy money line, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Mississippi State, Stanford, and North Carolina plus two two and a half, and then we can hate hate the Snake Frazier even more if it loses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm brother. I'm Brian. I'm buying brother Brian. I can't say that three yeah. times, but I'm buying brother Brian's six-team parlay. Let's root for that. All right, thanks, guys. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds, cousin Sal. Part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or you just want to say hi, do so. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Brother Brian is at bszok816. The Parlay Kid is. At the Chalk Talker. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 on ABC. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal. Sing so long and happy handicapping. No.